familia. Now listen, I know you love podcasts because you're listening to one right now, but I got another one for you. It's called Imagine Faith Talk. And <laughs> I mean, here's the question. What if two men on different paths... Okay, so like maybe like a male exotic dancer turned life coach and maybe a pre-med student turned musician. What if they came together? You're already locked in, right? On the same realization that you don't have to sell your soul to obtain your dreams. That's what Imagine Faith Talk is. And it's a podcast that releases every single Wednesday here in the That Sounds Fun neighborhood. That is my podcast network. Um, and what I love about it, it's a faith-based conversation for holistic success. Okay. They're hosted by my good friend, Kevin Olusola. Now you guys may know where he's from. How do you like my beatboxing? I can never make it, but he is a three times Grammy award winning multi-platinum selling acapella quintet beatboxing pentatonics, man. Y'all know that is where Kevin is. And then also author, life coach, and entrepreneur, Donovan D. Donnell. Every single week they do a deep dive into the Bible and they discover how to maximize uniqueness. I love this. Weaponize the imagination and leverage faith in God for success. Episodes again are released every single Wednesday. And I ask you, give Imagine Faith Talk a shot. Now to the show. It is Thursday, February 16, 2023. This is episode 96 of the Human Hill Podcast. My name is Carlos Enrique And I got one question. You ready for this? Come on, come on. Hey, hey. What is good, Human Hope Familia? Oh, man. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's episode 96 now. So, I mean, are you are you over Dr. Delight now? Like, is it is it just time? Like, I, I, I've been doing the same thing. Y'all ready for this? Like, do, do I need another? Is it just time? At, at show 100, do we just do it? Do we just get rid of the old couch? Don't recover the old couch. Don't clean the old couch. I know we love the old couch, but is it time to buy a new couch? Not just move the old couch to like the basement or like your daughter's dorm room. Remember, because that's what we used to do with the old couches. There was that old couch that like you just didn't want to get rid of, but like it served no purpose other than to, uh, than for your emotions, which I mean, let's be honest, like our emotions need some help too. Um, I don't know. Is Dr. Delight, is this song, do you believe an old couch? Is it time for a new one? Do I come in at episode 100 with a new couch? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You tell me. Uh, let me know. Email me, carlos at carloswhitaker.com with two T's and uh, let me know your thoughts. Okay. We got, we got, uh, we got some stuff to get through on this episode before we hop into, um, oh, <laughs> I'm so excited. Listen, it's a podcast. Y'all can skip forward if you want. Um, but not really, because I really want you to do the very first thing that I'm going to ask you to do. I've got a bunch of important things to talk about before we get into the meat of the conversation. Um, but this conversation today, man. I found a hope dealer. I found a hope dealer. And um, you guys are going to love her. And you you already know her. You just don't know that you know her. I, I said that on Instagram yesterday and people were like, huh? What are you talking about? Um, happy Valentine's Day or a couple of days after Valentine's Day. Did you guys do Valentine's Day? Do you not celebrate Valentine's Day? You know, I, I mean, I know some people are like, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day because every day is the most important day of my love life with my partner. And I'm like, okay, good for you. I celebrate Valentine's Day because my wife likes it. Um, but you guys know that we, we celebrated Valentine's Day a little bit differently uh, this year. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play you how we celebrated that. But in order for this to be like my Valentine's Day, because I love you, Valentine's Day should just be um, like love. It's, just all, it's all about the love. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have to be like your partner or just your kids, or your family it can be loved. Like it's, this is our Valentine's day week, <laughs> mine and yours. 
And I need one Valentine's Day gift from you. Now, um, this is what I, this is my present that I want from you. I said last week, this is the most important episode that you guys could have listened to. And I'm not, I'm not pulling your leg. It is because based on literally based on what you guys tell me, this show is going to change. Um, now when I say change, it's still going to be me talking to you, but I want to make sure that I'm curating the best possible experience for every single one of you. You spend thousands of you spend 45 minutes to an hour plus a week with me. And I've decided that I want to hear from you very specifically. And so this is how it's going to work. If you go in the show notes, say there's going to be a link to a survey that I'm begging. This is me. Hold on. Let me, let me get on my hands and knees here. I'm on my hands and knees, actually just on my knees. And my, my hands are across like little prayer side, begging you to fill this form out. Why? Because like I know what I, I know what I want to talk about and I know how I want to talk about it and I know how long I want the shows to be, but this isn't for me. I don't listen to my own shows. You do. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to select one person that um, fills out this survey and you're going to get a signed copy of my How to Human book and a $50 Amazon gift card. Okay. So, I mean, really... It's like 70 Amazon dollars because that book, yo, when I sign it, it gains $2 in value. I'm just kidding. But what I want you guys to do, if you wouldn't mind, is please go to the show notes, click on the link and fill out the survey. Um, or you can go to carloswhitaker.com slash podcast and go to my go to my podcast, podcast page. Um, and on the podcast page, there's also... Uh, a link to the survey. And so when you click on the survey, again, I'm going to give a $50 Amazon gift card and a signed copy of my how to human best seller because you made it that. Um, but it's, it's basically going to get information that I need to make this podcast the best for you, right? Like I'm asking you guys questions uh, on there, you know, like, where do you listen to the podcast? What kind of, in what, you know, what kind of topics do you enjoy listening to on this podcast? Um, I ask you, you know, I, I ask you about some of the advertising partners. Like, are you like, nah, I don't, I've never even clicked on one of them. Or are you like, no, Carlos, that's actually helped me. You know, um, how long do you listen to the podcast? First five minutes, five to 15 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes, the full episode. I'd love to know, be honest. No, no, no one's hurting my feelings here. I need, I want you to tell me the truth so that I can make this podcast better for you. Right. Um, I ask you questions like who would be a guest that you'd like to be on the podcast who hasn't been on before? What issues do you want me to address on human hope? If I were to do a podcast series, what topics or things would you want to do a deep dive on? Right. Well, I'm asking you what your favorite episode of the human hope podcast is who your favorite guest was. And then any additional feedback. So here's the deal in the show notes today, or if you go to carloswhitaker.com with two T's and go to my podcast page, there's a link to the human hope survey. I, this is why I said it's the most important episode because everything I'm going to build in the future of this episode is going to be based on my listeners. I'm not putting this link on my, on my Insta Familia Instagram account. I'm not putting it on Twitter. I'm not putting it on my social media. I'm not sending it to my email list. This is just for you. Cause I know some of you are like hardcore human hopers and I want to hear from you. And I literally am going to Based the future and the direction of the show based on your feedback. That's important. I mean, if, if there's ever been something, listen, so here's the deal. If you don't, if you don't click on that link and somebody's like, Carlos, I just love when you talk about the Care Bears and I just want you to talk about the Care Bears every week. I, I may do a podcast series interviewing the Care Bears. Ain't nobody want that except for the one person. So I need all of you right now. Okay. Have I, have I begged you enough? You get a free, uh, I'm going to pick somebody to get a free signed copy of How to Human and a $50 Amazon gift card. Is it going to be you? It won't be unless you go to the show notes and click that link or go to carloswhitaker.com slash human hope. Um, so there it is. There, there is what I need from you. Happy Valentine's Day to me. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Familia. It is, uh, I feel the love in the air. So please do that. Uh, I, I would really appreciate it. Now, uh, speaking of Valentine's Day, did you guys see what my wife did yesterday? I know many of you did. I, I, want, I want you to hear my 
my buddy Gray, who's my next door neighbor, 95 years old. And when I asked him um, about his wife and if she liked to dance and his wife passed away, I think 2012. So he's lived about 13 years, uh, excuse me, 11 years uh, without her and listen to his response. Well, they don't dance now like no. we did back then. Yeah. No. yeah. Did Mary like to dance? Oh, did she ever. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, she did. What kind of dancing did you guys do? Like, um... They had what they call the jitterbug. Oh, the jitterbug. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, the waltz. And, uh, yep. Every time they played the Tennessee waltz, a song, you know, uh -huh. that was it. Oh, that was it. <laughs> that do that? That Mary would be on the floor. Yeah, she all the time. <laughs> Did you? Were you were you in high school? Were you guys boyfriend girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. I wish I could have met her. I wish you had too, boy. I tell you. Was she just? She was something else, huh? Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness, tears when when he just kind of looked away from me and said she was something. She was something else. Ha. <laughs> Oh my, I, I think I'm, I want to do that every year. Maybe just go to, to um, memory care facilities or something. And that's what we do is we love on people who um, are just remembering their Valentine. Oh, it was, thanks, babe. This is old Heather's idea. She did that. Um, yeah. It's been a heavy week, right? Heavy week. We had uh, my dear friend, Dave Hollis, tragically passed away. Um, if you haven't heard about that, he... Um, I was on his podcast and um, was was actually scheduled to be on another episode of his podcast. Like the emails are sitting in my inbox. Um, life is short. It just it just so much tragedy. We had the uh, shooting at in Michigan at the college campus. Um, you know, I was talking to my wife today. Uh, we were watching the news, and she's you know she's kind of seen bits and pieces of news and here and there and um, throughout the week. But she's not like a news junkie like I am, and she goes, oh, when did this happen? This was Wednesday. Wednesday morning, we're having this conversation and it was Monday that this happened. And the, the fact that, that, that three people can die uh, tragically in a mass shooting and three days later, my wife's like, what happened? Just, ugh, there needs to be no other um, sociological experiments done besides that. That it, this, it's just become normal. Maybe one day I'll uh, do an entire episode uh, leaning in and talking to various ideas on how we can fix the problem because there's, there's a lot of ideas and every single person listening to this podcast thinks there's a problem. Some people think it's a problem with guns. Some people think it's a problem with mental health. Some people think it's a problem with both. Um, and I mean, maybe we have a conversation. Maybe we have a grace-filled conversation about that. What do you guys think? Would you like that? Um, sorry, that was my phone. And yeah, so that, that's it, please. Uh, we are, um, we're, we're in need. I'm in need of you to help me with this podcast. I want it to grow it. Um, it's doing great. Uh, people are listening. Uh, it's growing slowly, but I would love to see kind of like a hockey stick growth and you people are the ones that can help me with that. And another way to help honestly is to share the podcast with your friends, just share it. Like, like you don't have to do it on social media, but just, you know, click the little share link and text it to somebody. Um, cause the more people we can find to get some hope, the better it's going to be. Um, okay. So let's do this. Let's hop straight into a very hopeful conversation with the founder of the super viral four point something million followers on Instagram, um, good news movement. Now, many, we, we, I know for most of us, we follow good news movement so that we can get that kind of happy cry or, or the little chuckle in our days. And so today we talked to my great friend, Michelle Figueroa, which a lot of you have actually ended up on my Instagram account because good news movement in 2020 shared a video of mine that went viral and a bunch of people showed up. So maybe me, you and I have her to thank uh, for that. But um, we, I, I have her on the podcast today because I was like, hey, listen, I want to know the heart behind Good News Movement. Like, I want to know who is this incredible human being that on a weekly, daily basis is delivering good news for us? Why is it important for us to have good news? How did it start? Is she going to do it forever? 
Does it? Does she cry every video that she posts? I, 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 I love that. It, this has turned into her full time gig, and so friends, you're gonna love this one. Enjoy this incredible conversation with our great friend Michelle Figueroa. Okay, Human Hope Familia. Oh, this is funny because Michelle and I have been trying to start this podcast for about 45 minutes, but technology <laughs> has finally worked. And Michelle, say hello to the Human Hope Familia. Hello, Human Hope Familia. Thank you guys for listening. This is Carlos is my, my, I tell him he's, I tell people that he's like my cousin. He's my cousin, neither through my mom's side, neither through my dad's side. Just. Nope. In Latin America, we're just we're just all cousins. That's you know? right. We are we are we are all cousins. And and okay, so first of all, people may be like, "Wait a second, Michelle, you you don't sound like you're from Boston. What? Why do you not sound <laughs> like you're from Boston? Where, where where are you from? Well, I am from Boston, but okay. actually, the Boston accent is only for certain parts of Massachusetts. Oh, wow. um, my dad, who's Irish Bostonian, uh -huh. he puts R's at the end of his words. So he'll say like dilemma. Oh, um, yeah. So, so he, I could bring him in next time. He's oh. like more of the Boston yes. representation, but no, I have a pretty uh, bland neutral accent. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, when I hear you talk, I don't hear that Boston, you know, like I don't hear like what you imagine, like you watch like a movie, Ben Affleck, you know, like like it's like not there. Um, and uh, but but you also speak fluent Spanish. I do. Claro. Yeah. Yes. Claro. Like, 150% Colombian mom who's like always tells yes. everyone she knows Spanish because of me. It's me. <laughs> and that I'm like, that yes. is amazing. Now, now, yeah. so, um, so t tell us a little bit about, um, about just your, your, you know, I wrote a book called how to human and it talks about being human. It talks about, okay. um, like who we are and I'm going to get into all the incredible things that you have done and just how you make me and four point, however million people cry on a daily basis later. <laughs> Sorry. But before, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But, uh, I, I want to get to know you and, and I, I want to know just a little bit about what was it, what, what was it like growing up with that 150% Colombian mother and then the fully Bostonian father, you know, like, tell us a little <laughs> bit about your story. Well, my mom, the Colombian side, as you can imagine, very lively, very energetic, full of life. And Colombians are great people. I mean, there's, of course, if people just watch Hollywood, we have this notion that it's all like narcos. I remember when the show came on, people are like, hey, I thought of you. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet. And they're like, yeah, I saw narcos. And I was like, no, <laughs> we're more than that, please. So in a way, too, I'm Good News Movement has helped me also showcase all the good that Colombians have, which is so much more than yeah. the stereotypes. Um, so yeah, it was great growing up with both of them and they're very different. Uh, I grew up in the outskirts of Boston and yeah, I got into journalism. That was my kind of an entryway to being, getting a front seat of, into people's lives being yeah. like, Hey, can I just like go into your home and sit in your dining room table and ask you about why you are the way you are. And, yeah. and I was like, how cool is that? And, and <laughs> I grew up a, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I grew up a bit, you know, shy. So I wasn't really the type that would go up to people. I mean, that changed um, over the course of time, but I feel like it was a perfect pass to just introducing myself to people because it's journalism, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, talk about like the best shy person career to like kind of bust, <laughs> bust you through that. Would you say that you were always maybe though, uh, curious as a child, oh. like, like, like curiosity. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, for sure. And it was always about stories that maybe people didn't talk about. So my parents are divorced, but every time I'd go to my dad's house, which was 15 minutes away, we drive past past this like humongous prison. And yeah. I was like, what's life like in there? Oh. And so I ended up going in, in my journalism work. I've gone into the prisons, prison, prison, not prism, but prisms yep. are nice. The yeah, prison yeah, system <laughs> about four or five times, just yeah. kind of seeing how different people live their lives, what led them there. Wow. Um, and kind of, just their stories of, yeah. you know, their circumstance, their choices. And always as a journalist, I always was, I always gravitated towards stories of hope 
of mm. human resilience and of good news. And yeah. a lot of times they'd get turned down and that wasn't fun. <laughs> wow. What now? Was that just because like that doesn't sell? Like, is that like, like why would people, why would your producers tell you now that, that we're not going to do that? So to establish my role, I was like what you call a permalance, permalancer, a permanent okay. freelancer for different networks. Um, and so I pitched most of the time from Boston. There wasn't breaking news of international interest on a weekly basis. Sure. So I pitch kind of featurey stories and they get turned down and it was just such a bummer. And the reason why is because if you think about it, news is really a business, right? They have yeah. to. I mean, it's great. You're in for it's a service. You're informing the public, but it's also a business and you want to keep the advertisers happy because that's how you can operate. So they're happy with their equation. So, I mean, God forbid somebody say, let's just take it over with more good news. They don't want to mess with that equation. Now they're seeing it works with pages like mine. And now they have verticals of good news. The Today Show is sharing a lot of our content almost on a daily basis. So you know, it's, it, it is kind of a different mindset. Yeah. Um, usually we'd be relegated. They call it the kicker, the last segment uh-huh. of each newscast. And it, why was it called the kicker? Cause they would get kicked out. And so oh, wow, I didn't like getting kicked out. So I was like, no, I yeah. want to be my own news director. Yeah. <laughs> no more yeah. rejections. What, 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 um, I guess what form of journalism was it that you were, uh, that you kind of came up in? Was it TV? Was it print? Was it, you know, newspaper? What, what were you doing? So the first job out of college was at Houghton Mifflin Publishing Company. Okay. So I would sneak into the Curious George conference room every day <laughs> and I had a little inspirational segment. Really? <laughs> People would knock on the door and be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, just doing a radio segment for a radio station in Cambridge, Mass. <laughs> no way. So I guess there was always a sense that I wanted to go in that, in that direction. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, then after that, I was like, let me, let me find opportunities. And I got rejected a bunch. So people don't okay. get discouraged if you're yes. rejected. <laughs> good, good. So you got rejected a bunch. And then when did you, when did you feel like your journalism career kind of took off? Gee, I don't even know if I feel that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watch myself on TV and I feel like. That's cool. I really like that story. I'm grateful the network didn't edit it down to like one minute. Right. So, yeah, I guess I've never really felt that. I just kind of feel like work hard and yeah. and do my best and yeah. I'm enjoying the process. So if other people can learn from it or enjoy it too, then that's gravy. That's that, great. That, yeah, that's amazing. So, so even now as Good News Movement, which we'll get to in a minute, uh, is doing what it's doing. Are you still doing um, journalism outside of that? Yeah. So the idea is to do a lot of uh, original on the field reporting. Like we went to a beach where there's surfers that decided to do a surf therapy program. And so I'm like, cool, I'm going to do the story and I don't need to wait for approval. I'm just going to put it on my platform. Yes. So it's awesome. You're and like, what- look, I am the news freaking station. I get to make that decision. <laughs> Yes, it was refreshing. But was real. What was really sweet is there were all of a sudden I'm seeing all these volunteer camera guys up here on the beach, and I'm like, we already have four. The fifth one comes in like a wetsuit, oh. and he's got like a drone, and I'm like, so they just knew that I was going to be on the beach, and they just oh, showed up. Oh, because they you you, you you like put an you put something out there saying, hey, does any can anybody help with the story? Well, yes, but also the organization, the guy who runs it, Chris. It's oh. called Gnome Surf. Everyone loves yeah. him. Yeah. So they wanted to help out and kind of get the word out. And I was uh, like, that is so beautiful that all of a sudden I have like more footage than I could ever need. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is, that is it amazing. Awesome. Well, you know, I, I know, uh, yeah, just, just through, just again, just through getting to know you, um, outside the realms of, of, you know, good news movement and outside the, the realms of that, that you are, you are a very hopeful individual. You, um, you fill Thank me you. with hope, you know, a lot of our conversations that we've had, um, outside of, you know, the public eye have been through, you know, some trials that maybe I've been through, or you've been through and just watching you maneuver through that, um, may, you know, made me realize, okay, so this person is not, your heart is not too far removed from, really what it is you're doing every single day. Like you are Correct. looking for the positive. You are looking for good, not only good news just to make people feel good, but I feel like a lot of times what you post is actually propelling people towards doing good themselves. So 
now, now I'd love to maybe transition into how in the world and when did this good news movement thing take off and explode? What was the, maybe the, um, the idea behind it, the Phoenix moment behind it? Okay. Like t- tell us the story of good news movement from the beginning. So I had an ear infection and I was in bed and it sounds like such a like baby thing to say I was in bed with an ear infection, but those things hurt. Like if you've had yeah. an ear infection, oh, it's yeah. like painful. You can't do anything else. Yeah. So it's in those moments where you literally can't do anything else and you're just like alone with your thoughts uh, that I decided to create good news movement. Okay. And I didn't really have a plan. Like you've, exactly said it. It wasn't like I sought out to have a business plan or to do this or that or only share these types of stories. No, it's really an extension of who I am. And I think I can say that, that everything we do is really an extension of what we feel is right for the page and what we feel like resonates with us. So yeah, I was in bed with an infection, created good news movement, not really knowing what was going to happen. In fact, my sister's like, you're wasting your time. What are you doing? Why are you spending so much time on it? And I was like, I don't know. I just, I enjoy it, you know, and little by little, then, you know, we started to get public figures that followed and would, you know, amplify what we were doing. And so it grew pretty quickly. But how, how long between ear infection day zero and, Mm -hmm. and like, like, did you already have a following before that? Were you sharing it to like your personal platform? How did people even find it? You know, I think it was just putting out unique content and doing a lot of it. And um, there was one funny moment that it's actually, okay, there's a tragedy. I don't think Uh, the tragedy is funny. (laughs) I do not. A guy's house burnt down, which was obviously horrible. Horrible. And the only thing he saved was his Brady jersey. So he placed a picture online saying like, this is all I saved. And then Tom Brady saw that picture and was like, who can help me track this guy down? I want to help him out. And so I was right here in my living room. Like I'm a journalist. Let me see. I got in touch with the guy and I was like, Hey, Tom Brady wants to chat. And he's like, you're kidding. (laughs) I said, no, "No, I'm not. So I connected them. And so Tom Brady shouted out to good news movement. Maybe it was like three months in. So if the page started September 18th, that might've been. What year? Yeah. uh, 2018. Okay. 2018. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, so when he did that, all of a sudden I have all these football fans following. I don't know, like the last thing about football other than my (laughs) 12 year old is quarterback now, but anyway, so then that kind of grew and, uh, because of all, all those followers. Yeah. And then obviously another big event for the page was when Prince Harry and Meghan Markle in the beginning of 2020, they started to, uh, well, we were the only page they followed. And so that was kind of different. (laughs) I was in Puerto Rico, like my phone was off and then I turned it on and then all these messages are coming in like, congrats about the Prince. And I was like, what "What Prince from which, which country? Like what? (laughs) Like what's going on? (laughs) And then I saw what was going on and they featured good news movement. So I'm very super grateful for all the awesome things that have happened. And like anything, there's always like trials and tribulations, but it's been, it's been awesome. I'm very happy and grateful. No, that, that's amazing. That's a great, that, you know, that's a great story. The the only part of the story I didn't like is that, uh, the Tom Brady part only because I, I try my hardest to hate him with everything inside of me (laughs) on a daily basis because he wins so much. But every single time I talk to somebody else that's had interaction, they're like, Oh, he's such a great guy. I'm like, no, don't tell me that. (laughs) It's funny. My son used to go to the preschool right next to, uh, I guess, um, the coach, no, the owner of the team. Oh, okay. And sometimes Kraft. they'd throw the football in and then they get the football back. And I was, we're all wondering, was it him or was it someone yeah. on the property? We'd always get the football back and, and kind of wonder like, where's that, it coming from? <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is amazing. Um, okay. So, so good news movement. Um, you have been able to reach millions and millions and millions of people. Um, how do you navigate um, the, the reality of the world is filled with trauma. The world is filled with, you know, uh, but every day you are um, trying your best to put good, good news out there. Do you ever feel conflicted? Do you ever feel if there's crisis in the world? Like talk to us about how you process some of that. Yeah. Uh, 
actually it's in those moments of conflict or despair that I feel like my job is to kind of shine more of a light. Mm. Uh, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, um, our numbers actually doubled and I worked around the clock to showcase all the good that was happening. It was such a moment of confusion. People were like a pandemic. What? Yeah. How do we get through this? And what I told the BBC, they interviewed me a few months ago, like, how can you showcase the good when all the bad is happening and we're going through tough times? And I said, well, if you think about it, when haven't there been tough times, mm. there's always been natural disasters. There's always been uh, wars or conflict. Yeah. Um, and, but there's always been amazing people. And I yeah. think it's easy for us to not see it. If on the news, we're only seeing the negative. So we right. almost have like a distorted view of reality because we're only getting maybe that one segment, that kicker. So, I mean, there's so much good. I mean, Evan, Evidence of that is my inbox. It's like every five minutes I'm getting a good news story sent from somebody really? around the world. So wow. yeah, it's nonstop. You know, and I, I guess that is, that is really great perspective that even actually inside of tragedies, that that is where we are looking for the good news, right? Like, like 100%. you know, we see the um, the earthquakes that just happened at the point of this recording, you know, in Turkey and um, what we're looking for is actually people getting pulled out, right? We are looking for the good news. Like that is, right. I think that's part of the human you know, condition I talk about in my book, How to Human, that I feel mm -hmm. like we're, we're all intrinsically built in with the, the desire to rescue, with the desire to kind of go out uh, and, and do that. And so um, how has the, how has good news movement, because the, it is, it's its own beast, right? Like that, that thing is just kind of turning. How has it affected you personally? Like Michelle's heart, like, like how, how, how does this affect you on a daily basis? And now a word from our partners. You guys know how passionate I am about therapy. It, it literally saved so much of my life. And uh, you know how much I love BetterHelp? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have heard from so many of you that have already used BetterHelp and it's helping. <laughs> That's just the thing. You don't have to be in crisis when you go to therapy. You can go to therapy when things are bad, when things are good, or when things are right in the middle. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to actually the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. So this is what I would love for everyone to do. I think you should try giving BetterHelp a try. It's convenient, it's flexible, affordable, and entirely online. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there Visit betterhelp.com slash human hope today and get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash human hope. I have had more than one times my mind and eyes go down the rabbit hole when it comes to figuring out what is wrong with me right? Like you're trying to find the cause for whatever symptom it is and say your left ring finger is numb and suddenly you stumble down like the TikTok rabbit hole filled with questionable advice from all these quote unquote experts on num numb fingers. <laughs> There's better ways to get answers that you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience that you want. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't even met. Go to ZocDoc.com slash human hope and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C 
zocdoc.com slash human hope. zocdoc.com slash human hope. What in the world is better than finding somebody qualified to fill the position that you need? Well, finding them instantly, actually. Indeed is the hiring platform, the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with all the right skills where you can do it all with Indeed. Listen, one of the things I love about Indeed is their instant match feature. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search, according to Indeed data. So Indeed knows that when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Okay, so Indeed is the place that knows hiring You don't have to figure out a whole new skill set. Just let Indeed do it for you. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. Visit Indeed.com slash human hope to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash human hope. Indeed.com slash human hope. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Now, Back to the show. I think, I mean, the stories that make everybody cry also make me cry and also move me. I mean, I'm human. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. I just, I love that people are sending, sending me their good news. And, you know, it's really kind of stretched out into like me visiting schools. And I saw you were doing the same thing and how gratifying it is to like extend the message, you know, through my kid's book, but also, so I bring my book, I read it. And then I talk about ways that people can make the world a better place. So, I mean, really, it started as an online mission, but it's really extended itself um, in so many ways. And it's, yeah. it's, it's allowed me to work full time, dedicating myself to good news. I mean, before I also had a sales job. So I think just being able to focus a hundred percent on this yeah. has been wonderful. You know, just knowing that every morning I'm waking up looking for the best news stories. So, um, so yeah, I feel really really happy about it. So you, you are, I mean, it, it does affect you in a positive way. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I, so yesterday I, I did, I spoke at a, a elementary school and high school the last two days. And here's, here's, what's crazy. What, what, what you're doing literally I went on to, so my talk is on how to human. I went onto your Instagram account and found two videos that I wanted to show these kids look, this is how you human. I found the video of Maria on the ring camera and, you know, um, you know, yeah. And so, and so I'm like, wow, like, like you are showing people, I mean, how to human my book is you are like the case study on how to do that every day, which may be why our hearts are so uh, connected in the primo prima cousin kind (laughs) of way. Cause I feel like we are looking for that same thing. Totally. I feel it's that same energy. And that's how we connected. Remember the way we connected was because I featured you. So you were the good news. So it makes sense that, that we would become good friends. Uh, I remember that neighbor story and now how's the neighbor doing? Oh my gosh. So, so that neighbor, uh, and I have become like, like tight as can be. The poor guy was just trying to live his best single retired life all alone. And then I was like, Hey, can I put you on my Instagram? And he's like, what's Instagram? Uh, and the next thing, you know, (laughs) what, what's funny is because, because of you, um, featuring that story, I have made other friendships with, with people. So like, um, I literally last night I was at Danica McKellar, who was Winnie Cooper in the wonder years. Um, I was at, I was at her house, uh, because (laughs) our, our sons, uh, have become friends because she no saw me on your account <laughs> and reposted me. So like the, the, the lineage that you have, Michelle, I love crazy. it. I love it. So basically what you're telling me, Carlos, is we need to get tacos with Maria, Danica, you, myself, yes. we have to yes. have taco night. <laughs> we need to have taco night. No, we, we can do it. I you know, it. um, do, do your, do your, uh, 
uh, this is, I mean, this is just such a shallow question, but my, my kids ask me this all the time. Like, do your friends or do your family, close family and friends think it's cool that you get to know some of the people that maybe, you know, now and have relationships with some of the people that you have relationships with? Well, it's kind of funny that I've had this like royal connection uh, yes. <laughs> super random because Princess Kate was in Boston and I did my stalker journalism prep yep. for that, figured out what oh, I was going to ask you this at. story. I was going to ask you this story. I'm glad you're telling us. <laughs> well, I think that's a curious thing because honestly, I kind of leave the celebrities alone and maybe if a friendship's born great, but you know, just kind of. It, my life hasn't really changed yeah. too much at all. I live in Boston too. Maybe if I lived in LA that I'd have more party invites. <laughs> Not much is going on in Boston, but yeah. other than freezing cold. But so, um, yeah, just through the, through showing up where, uh, princess Kate was, I showed up a little late and actually it was a cute story because it was very, there were a lot of people. It was like very crowded people wanting to meet them. Yeah. And, um, some people in the crowd are like, let this woman give her book to princess Kate. So people, I didn't actually go up to her. It was people in front oh, of me. They're really? like, she wrote a book. You need to see this. No, <laughs> so, like, so your, book, stranger. your book got kind of got passed through the crowd. And then I love how the, the, the message got a little changed. It was like telephone. Someone at the front of the line's like, she wrote this book for you. And I was uh, like, whatever works. <laughs> so then the hilarious part was that there is an image of her, like with this book and she's looking at it. Totally. And, um, it's to it's like someone in Ireland is messaging me another friend in Germany because they were obviously it's international news that they, you know, whatever they do. So that was, that was kind of funny just to get that, all those messages. Well, you know, what's funny is, is that, um, it, that, that photo, it does look like she pulled it out of her purse. Like she's like, Hey everybody, <laughs> look at my book. You know, that, that was so cool. And yeah, she just obviously carries it with her, you know, she just carries it every, everywhere you go. It's kind of a Bible. Um, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of that book, you know, people ask me all the time, Carlos, when are you going to write a, a kid's book about, you know, how to human and mm -hmm. when are you going to, because this message is so important, you know, kids need to have hope and you actually did it. So we're talking about a book that, um, called a good thing happened today, uh, that you wrote and it's a children's book. Tell us a little bit about where that came from and, uh, and kind of what it's doing now. Yeah. So I figured, you know, there's a segment of the population I'm not reaching and hopefully these kids hopefully, aren't yeah. <laughs> online yet at like six years old. I mean, no judgment, but sure. <laughs> hopefully they're, they're not like scrolling the news. It's not a typical thing for a toddler. Um, so I figured why not reach people offline and why not reach yeah. children at the beginning of their lives to give them positive messages of they can do it. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, even as adults, we look at news on TV and we're like, oh, that's the stuff that happens to other people, you mm. know, leaders and inspiring leaders and uh, the change makers, that's other people. But it can be us. I mean, it's very yeah. simple. And a lot of times what you said earlier is they get an idea from my page and then they replicate that idea, yes. you know? And like when my son was giving out plants to strangers on the street to cheer up their day, people are like, Oh my God, that's brilliant. I'll just go to like the home Depot, get some plants. And then yeah. they send me their videos. And I'm like, it's super fun. And it's gratifying to cheer someone stay up, you know, yes. and see how their face just transforms from like, the kind of like everyday life kind of mode to like, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a yep. beautiful moment. I love yeah. it. And, and I love that kids are, you know, getting to see that because our kids, uh, they are, you know, they all went through the pandemic too. Like our kids all went through the, you know, race issues yeah. in 2020. Like when I go into these elementary schools, when I go, I like, I do it a lot, but I, I, I just did this week, you know, they're, they're just an extension of their parents. And so they're, they're going through the collective global trauma as well. And it is important for us to be highlighting hopeful things for them and to let them yeah. know that the world is a beautiful place filled with beautiful humans that are doing beautiful things. And, you know, yeah. I just, I just love that you, you wrote something to help the kids see that and right. feel that. And they're all, thank you. And they're all real life stories from the page. So they're all stories centered around how kids are doing good. Like there was one adorable Dutch girl who was like, oh, our elderly neighbors are sad and they feel lonely. So I'm going to write them letters. And then she got a postal uh, office uniform. Oh. <laughs> it was so cute. And she delivered them. And I'm like, see, that is so sweet. You know, yeah. just people helping each other out. I think yeah. that's ultimately what it comes down to is 
you know, the humanity that all of us have, all mm. of us have inside yes. of us and just kind of listening to that, giving it more time and space to just yeah. connect with people and yeah. kind of forgetting about all the other blah, blah, blah that happens in our lives. <laughs> so good. What, uh, what, what's next for good news movement? What, what, uh, you know, right now, right now we we've got a feed on our, on our phones. Is it, do you have dreams? Do you have visions? Tell us, take us into the future, Michelle. <laughs> I will take you all on my yes. cosmic journey. So I definitely want to write another kid's book and maybe okay. make it a little sillier and funny. Like I met this guy on the book tour who wrote a book about uh, the bathtub being afraid of a kid instead of the kid afraid of the bathtub. Oh my gosh. And I was like, that's so Brilliant. clever. So yeah. just something playful and, and lighthearted, but obviously still with the mission of good news and making a difference in the world. So yes, yeah. I want to write another book probably will okay. happen in the next year. Okay. And you will, you, you're the expert book writer. You're always oh. like writing a book. So I'll, I'll I, definitely pick your brain. I am always freaking writing a book. I, I literally and you're good at it. I well, mean, you people know, I, want it. I, I, I just released my latest book and I'm literally, I look on my calendar and next week I have to start writing the next one. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can I at least like have like two months of like just enjoying what just happened? But no, here we go. This the life of an author, uh, but I love it. And uh, I just, I just am so, uh, and I, I know everyone that's listening right now can feel it, but um, you just are exactly uh, who we need right now. And, and Thank I'm you. just, I'm so grateful that you, I'm not a grateful you had an ear infection because I know those things hurt, but you know, <laughs> it, it, it was such a pivotal moment for you, right? Like we all totally. have these moments in our life where we feel something impressed upon us and we're like, huh, should I do it or should I not? And I feel like your story is one that said, if you never would have done that, the impact you would have made um, would, wouldn't have been here. And so I just want to say thank you for following thank your heart you, and doing it. Yeah, no, that's a super compliment coming from you. I mean, it sounds like you too also followed your heart into what you're doing online and, and offline with your podcast. And, and I think it's just very natural for you. I mean, it's like, you don't put on a, fr like you're just being yourself. And I yeah. feel like that's what I'm doing with good news movement too. Like I'm very passionate about these stories. So it's never been a marketing plan. I mean, thankfully yeah. we're able to live off it and that's great, but it's always just kind of like listening to ourselves. And I think yeah. we all kind of know what makes us smile and what doesn't, you know, we consult a million people, but sometimes we have the answers. It's just kind of like taking that leap of faith. Right. Oh. And if you fail, so what we all fail. I mean, we all fail. I, you didn't know, you didn't know you were going to get a sermon. That's a, that's a freak. You're a preacher. That was a word <laughs> for somebody today. You know, take a risk. If you fail, you fail, but you never know no, what's going to happen. You know, right. and it's oh. failure. I know it's hard. I screwed up live on TV, uh, with a lot of viewers once the wow. teleprompter wasn't working. And in that moment, I felt like it was like glass kind of shattering. Right. I thought, oh. I thought, I couldn't be put back together. Right. And I did. And it was like, yeah, that was horrible and humiliating, but no one really cares. I mean, people go on with, people are so self-involved. They're going on with their lives, you know? And Absolutely. it was a moment of like, so what? You fail, you know, in businesses you fail, or if you try something new or in relationships, yeah. it, you know, in your twenties, it's like, it's life is kind of a course of, of resistance, you know, you right. kind of like, try things out. And, and so luckily this is something that just felt very true and yes. it's just a feeling, you know? Well, it's not only a feeling, but it literally is you, you are beautiful inside and out and, and it, it, it pours out in everything you do. And I'm, I'm just selfishly grateful that we became friends um, totally. because, you know, I just want to let everyone know, like good news movement may like inspire you, but like just offline, you're just an incredible human being. And I just appreciate Likewise. you know, Likewise. the relationship and the friendship that we have. And, um, you know, can't wait to watch you and to cheer you on with all Thank of the you. stuff that's coming your way. Cause there's a lot of incredible stuff coming your way. So I just totally you. No, it's awesome having it, having someone that believes in you. And then I believe in you too. Like my yeah. whole family were like, is today launch date for his book? Oh. And it's so funny. We talk about you, you know, like we know you, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and you have a great heart and you know what, Carlos, all your success is because of who you are. Uh, it's not a lot of people like Google, how do I appeal to people online? And it's sure. like, forget it. You're just yeah. being yourself. And I think ultimately that's what people want to see. They just want to see a real person. 
Yep. Yep. And so, so when you get that right, you get the good and the bad and, uh, you know, you just kind of get it all. So, well, you inspire me and I'm grateful. And this, this conversation I think is going to move people not in a couple ways. I I think in a couple ways they're going to be desiring to find more hope and good in the world. But also at the very end, I just love, I feel like you have given permission to some people to chase a dream that they didn't even know, uh, they had permission to chase. So uh, look at you just doing it nonstop. It's amazing. Thank you, Carlos. Yeah. Yeah. We have one life, you know, why not go for it? That's right. Why not go for it? Well, thanks for hanging out with us today on human hope. You're amazing. And we just love you so much. Yeah. It's awesome to be continued. Yes. Thank you, Michelle, human hope familia. Please, please do me a favor. Uh, and head over to Instagram, let Michelle know. Uh, and I'd actually love for you to let her know on her personal account, just how much you appreciate it. Uh, you can find her personal account. Obviously, you all know where Good News Movement is. That's at Good News underscore movement. Uh, but Michelle's personal Instagram is I am Michelle Figueroa. And that is F-I-G-U-E-R-O-A. Let her know, give her a follow, let her know that you just appreciate all the time and effort that she has put into making our lives better. We are so grateful, Michelle. Um, and hey, let's let's fire up the sofa, the couch. What you guys think? All right, here we go. <laughs> there it is. We got Dr. Delight. Hey, y'all know what I would need you to do more than anything. Go to the show notes and please fill out the listener survey. So important. So important. So important. It's so important. I need you to fill it out. Listen, I'll wrap for you if that's what it's going to take. Um, but I would love for you guys to do that. It's in the show notes or if you can go to carloswhitaker.com slash podcast, you can find it there as well. And next week, we may have some changes up in this mug because we are listening to you. Hey, thanks for listening to the Human Hope Podcast. My name is Carlos Enrique and I love you and I can't wait to see you again next week. We only got three more episodes till show 100. See you guys next week.